Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm excited to have Dr. April Brown as my guest. And let me tell you about Dr. Brown. Dr. April Brown is a licensed mental health Christian counselor, board certified telemedical health provider, national certified counselor, Florida certified sex therapist, and a qualified clinical supervisor. She holds a bachelor's degree in business a master's and specialist degree in counseling and human systems, and a doctoral degree in counseling psychology, and has been in the field since 1997. She has a very diverse background in counseling children, teens, adults, couples, and families from various cultures and backgrounds. In addition, she's worked in community centers, public schools, university, businesses, and private practice, and has donated her time and services to help out a variety of different mental health, addiction, homelessness, and community agencies. Our title for today is Spiritual Intimacy and Self-Intimacy. Please join me in welcoming Dr. April Brown. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. Thank you for having me on the show. And you bring a bright smile to the screen. So awesome. We always start out with an easy question for you, Dr. Brown. And it is, what country do you call home? Or what part of the U.S. do you call home? I call home Florida. It's sunshine and beautiful. Um, it's not where I originally was born. I was born in Seattle. And kind of oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. Grew up mostly in the South and South Carolina, but Florida is what I call home. Oh, awesome. Man, my sister lives in Myrtle Beach area. Yes. All right. So let's get into this. How do you define intimacy? And what are the different types of intimacy that um, are out there? So I define intimacy as intimate you see. Huh? And yes. So intimacy is that connection that connection with self which is very critical that self-intimacy how much you truly um embrace yourself mm-hmm. and respect your boundaries and know yourself i'm also a very spiritual person so i have to believe in a higher power i call god but then it's also that spiritual intimacy that intimacy with your higher power or whoever you feel has helped um created this mm-hmm. this world Then there's intimacy with others. And intimacy with others can be how you communicate, that communication intimacy. 
That physical intimacy of hugs or touching. Um, of course, there's the sexual intimacy with your intimate partner, but there's also intimacy that you can have with your children. You know, that means that you both, when you're intimate with the person, that means you both are fully present. Mm. Many times we're not fully present. Like mm. our mind is like five minutes behind or before. Yes, mm -hmm. you both are connected in that, that space. And when people come together and have these intimate moments, they can accomplish a lot of things. So there's also intimacy and in looking at art, artistic intimacy, intimacy and in helping others, that community intimacy. Um, and I've even written a book about how you can have this connection with your employers or employees in that um, career type intimacy. Mm -hmm. So there's a variety of forms of different intimacies that can go on and on. But Wow. So who would know? Who would have known? <laughs> Let's talk about the one that I think is really important for us to be able to be the best people that we can be. Let's talk about self-intimacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that self-intimacy. I think sometimes um, people don't realize the importance of self. You, mm -hmm. go, you cannot divorce yourself. <laughs> Not that I know. <laughs> so you have to be with yourself all the time. And so, um, like I said, come from a Christian background, but in all the religions, they talk about love your higher power and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. Many people don't see that word as. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So either they love people more, you know, they go around in their life and they do everything for everybody. Yeah. You know, clean all the dishes, do all the chores. You know, nobody in the household picks up anything. And people will treat you the way you treat yourself. So if you go around doing everything for everybody, they feel exhausted. And why isn't, no, I'm putting everybody first and I'm last. It's, yeah. 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 And then on the flip side, where there are some people who put themselves above other people, um, and that's a whole nother story. That's another that's another conversation. Yes, yeah, but that's not how we're supposed to be either. Yeah. You know? Yes, yes. But it's that self-intimacy. And I think it's really something that we aren't taught maybe growing up. Mm -hmm. How important it is to love ourselves, to be kind to ourselves. And what I mean by that is also what do you tell yourself up here? Mm -hmm. You shouldn't say anything to yourself that you wouldn't even say to your loving child. But many of us are very critical mm -hmm. in ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an area where you should never really be too extreme on one side or the other. You know, right. this is a, an area where come down the middle. But I think, though, a lot of times in our actions, we might be teaching things that we don't want our kids to to copy but in fact they do mm -hmm. yeah and that sometimes may even look like when we're not doing self-care mm -hmm. you know taking Appreciate time it. to make sure we eat the right things um <clears throat> you know we keep working 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 or even how we respond to other people is another way of how that works so whenever we talk about you know our kids but 
and I mentioned, you know, we set an example. So what can couples do if they've lost that connection? Because that's not only affecting them, but it's affecting all those around them, I would, I would think. So talk a little right. bit about that. Right. I think what couples can do, um, and even individually, what you can do is under, first understand yourself. Know when you need a break. Know when what your boundaries are. Because that can help develop in your kids. And um, parents, it's okay for kids to learn how to self-soothe. Because one time, sometimes parents get the kids so, so busy that they don't know how to yeah. self-soothe or take time for themselves. Or as parents, we think we got to entertain every two seconds. Yeah. But it's okay. And it's okay to have boundaries. If we don't learn how to respect our own boundaries, then our kids don't respect it. And it's okay to teach kids boundaries mm. because that's what keeps people safe mm. is boundaries. So can you give some of the parents or the uh, folks out there some examples of boundaries that would be good to set? You know, if they don't have them, maybe they don't know what, they are to set you know <laughs> so, like a, yeah a boundary could be um even in the sense of not putting yourself down yeah you know i'm not going to talk negatively in the house about my weight or my you know whatever and how does this reflect to your kids okay mm -hmm. well kids are going up in a societal world where there's so much internet and um, social media and people are always judging them yeah yeah and if they hear their mother or father put themselves down, which because we're talking still about self-intimacy, and then they go on social media and maybe a friend has said something about them, then they get in their head, well, I must be that. You know, I must be mm -hmm. this, I must, which goes into more depression. Nobody likes me. Nobody, I, um, I have no friends. Mm -hmm. If you learn how to have self-confidence for yourself, it will um, manifest in your kids because this world is tough. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it's easy. Not mm -hmm. even being a minority, not everybody's going to like it, which is okay. I'm okay with myself. So I, yeah, so I'm not going to change just because a person X doesn't like me. You got to teach your kids that. Right. right. Because if not, follow. I think yeah. we could spend a little bit more time here too because, you, you know, it's all about the people you associate with as well. Right. So if, if somebody comes in and they're just have downing themselves, downing this, and, and it's almost sometimes like you don't want to be the one that's being sunshine because there's down. So you just talk about the things that are bad with you or the wrong with you. And, and how unhealthy is that? Right. It is. And sometimes you're right that they're, People that come into our lives and maybe they have a lot of stuff going on and they're down on themselves. Um, sometimes, can I put it, as a friend, your job maybe is to um, let them know that maybe they should speak to someone who's professional. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? it's, yeah. it's just not healthy for them at all. No, right, right, right. And sometimes it may not be healthy for you to listen to all that either. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just go home and you, you just feel terrible. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a way of being empathetic 
Mm-hmm. But also saying, hey, you know, maybe you need to um, speak to someone, you know, and I'll, I'll pray for you and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So if we go back to the couples then, so we talked about having lost that connection, but, you know, what if they have no energy, new moms or, you know, older people, and they just have no desire for intimacy or sex? Oh, right, right, right. So I know we just talked about self-intimacy, which is really important, even mm-hmm. in the whole sexual intimacy, because you got to um, feel sexy yourself. Yeah. But even to feel sexy, you need energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you're running around, whether you're a new mom, got so much going on, or um, you're in your 50s like me and you got a lot of other stuff going on, maybe, you know, it. number one, it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even the greatest prophets had help. You know what I'm saying? They asked people to help. Number two, it's okay to rest. Yeah. Yeah. And some of us weren't taught that. We think that we have to do, 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 do. But um, we have a human body and a human body cannot just keep going. In fact, a human body needs sleep. Yeah, for sure. Yes. If you do not sleep, I'll be honest with you, um, as a mental health counselor, you will get, you will go crazy. Mm. Because when you go to, right now there's to keep it simple, right now, the workers that keep our eyes open and you know keep us breathing and all that inside of us. But when we go to sleep, they take some time out. And we have repairs that yeah. come back and put things in, you know, put things where where was our keys? Where's you know this that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't give the proper amount of time for the repairs yeah. to replace everything. Yeah, you would feel like you're on edge. Like, oh my gosh, my husband's touched me. You know, I don't want to hug, or I don't even want to hug my three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those are a couple of things that have to, you know, if you're struggling as a parent. And then the other thing that I work a lot with is learning how to say about your feelings. Mm. That emotional intimacy. Yeah. Saying it to yourself, but also saying to your partner, I feel such and such. Instead Mm. of saying, you did this and you did that, Let's start out with the I feel. Mm. Because that gets it out of here. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, it puts it on you. It, it's not accusations or things like that. It's really expressing how what's going on is impacting how you feel. Right. Right, right, right. So, you know, um, a lot of times... I think stress gets us and, and it just goes back to that sleep piece, which is, I know in my anti-aging and wellness business, sleep is a key thing to keeping your weight maintained. Mm-hmm. But I, I, how do you, um, in, as you counsel and, and work with people, how do you help them to turn off the, you know, the day? The day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, First thing, I think many people aren't really truly present, Vicki. They're mm-hmm. like, um, they're going 50 miles per hour. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yes. So it's learning, number one, um, how to be mindfulness. Yeah. Yes, which psychologically, medically, religiously, that's how they, they all want us, spiritually, in the present moment. 
So when you're in that bed, it's learning how to be truly mindful that this is where I'm at. If you feel like you have so much on your mind, sometimes some people do a, um, a little notebook on the side just to dump all their thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes also people turn on some, I know I like um, the rain sounds or some relaxing yeah. music, you know, right, to, right. you know, to start to get that brain working. Then sometimes it's also learning the deep breathing, mm-hmm. you know, taking your time to actually taking a breath and letting it out and relaxing because we cannot be on 24 yeah. seven. Mm-hmm. So f- for the, to help in that, I would think at least for me, the spiritual intimacy to get better with that would help me to, and does help me to just kind of wind down to put my mind where it needs to be and to kind of release all of those other things. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned, yeah, the spiritual intimacy is very important for those people who are out there listening. Um, and I challenge people and I said, you know, um, and I'm just going to talk from my faith from, from the Bible. Jesus did not um, run around all the time healing people. Mm. He vested, sometimes he was asleep. Mm-hmm. Even though people needed him or, you know, people out there with leprosy or whatever. Jesus had to rest because he had a human body. Yeah. That's what we have. I mean, God was on all the time. Of course, he still is. But we have a human body. Yeah. And we're also not the creator of this world. So sometimes we're worrying so much instead of just praying. And uh, whether you, um, some people have a little prayer box. So like I said, you write things down, but you can write things, put it in the prayer box, give it to God, go to sleep. Mm. Yeah, because you cannot take on everything. Yeah. You know, it's that, and he wants us to rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we get stuck. Yeah, for sure. You feel like you're the fixer. I think that's a lot of mom's syndrome is that they think they have to fix things. And uh let not you know protect their kids from having uh things go wrong but you know for me (laughs) as I got older those mistakes that I made actually were the best lessons I ever learned right definitely yeah yeah Yeah. and we're um when I think about children I think of myself as um you know that God is their ultimate father yeah 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 just pray about him and, and move on I cannot sit there and worry you know, mm-hmm. where is she? What's she doing? All this. Yeah. 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 yeah the Bible even tells you, put your trust in me. Yeah. All right. How do I know if this is anxiety or depression? So great question. Okay. So anxiety is when just kind of, we were talking about is when those thoughts go super fast. Yeah. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm worried about this, and this, that, and that. And you feel overwhelmed you feel mm-hmm. like you've got um a big um i don't know book bag on your shoulder and you have that is anxiety when you're nervous and anxiety is really based out of fear mm-hmm. okay so that's anxiety um and faith does really help with that because faith is the opposite of fear yeah. but also working out can definitely release some of some of those anxious stuff mm-hmm. depression on the other hand is when you um no motivation. Mm. It's when um 
you don't want to do anything. You're just tired, exhausted. Um, sometimes you may have negative thinking, but the negative thinking is just like, I, I don't know why it exists. It's just so slow. While the negative thinking and anxiety is just all this negative, very fast, fast thoughts. Yeah. But it's like you have no energy. You don't want to do anything. Um, sometimes you have poor about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you just feel like there's no hope. Right. That That's what depression is. Exercise, of course, does help with that. <laughs> so, of, of course, because that gives you the endorphins to increase. Also, of course, faith, spirituality, because that gives you hope. For some people, they can do that. Um, and counseling does help in all of these aspects. Yes, because you're talking about it, you're finding solutions, you're working through things. But for some people, they may have to take medication. Mm-hmm. And some may have to do it for life. Some may only have to do it for a certain time. But there is another way to live if you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. There's a lot of resources. And first thing is maybe even to recognize it and to try to go get help to talk to someone, a professional, yeah. and go from there. Yeah, I think being able to talk to someone is just so very helpful to, to really help you to discover what's the cause of this, what, you know, where is this coming from? you know, exercising might not help in that respect. Sometimes, no, it just hacks a little bit, but you're right. It's, it's very, it's a, it's a mind thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm cognitive behavior and also biblically. So we have like six or 7,000 thoughts that come through our mind mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some of it may be negative mm-hmm. because of the world we see, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but some of us um, pull down these negative thoughts. We all have I could be driving and like, oh my gosh, maybe if I hit this person, but I, I know that's that's an irrational thought. I'm just gonna let that go by. But some of us pull it down and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, oh my gosh, this must be me. Or yeah, you have to learn that you can't trust every thought that comes to your mind. Yeah. Those are that 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 those thoughts are not me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, all those negative thoughts about you, you know, how you're not good at this or you don't look this way or whatnot. Those are not, those are not helpful thoughts and they're coming into your mind. The door is open. You're up to to shut it. Yeah. And especially if you have people in your life, like you said earlier, Mm -hmm. maybe saying these things to you. Oh yeah. 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 You have to really um, maybe get some help to, you know, decipher you know, what's true, what's authentic, and where do I really need to be? Um, yeah. And I think getting help as early as you can is probably helpful because just like anything, it just like festers and grows. And and now a small issue might become really large and take that, right. that depression to an area that you don't want to go. Right, exactly. Exactly. And when you get go for help, they're helping you become the better you. They're not judging. If it's a yeah. big counselor, they're not judging. Yeah. They're helping you become a better you. Yeah, I I think in the 50s and 60s, you know, that, that whole stigmatism of, well, she's crazy, he's crazy. And so put a, a bad rap on being able to do talk therapy. But mm-hmm. it really, you know, it's just like, for me, when I was young, I would just go and talk to my mom or I just go talk to my grandmother and um, no judging. Right. It was right. just but it was someone to 
let you have a soundboard. And, uh, and then as we got to adults, I think we got to the point where we think, well, I'm adult now, I shouldn't need anybody to do that. But we do. <laughs> we do. Yes, yes, yes. And the difference between talking to a therapist versus a family member is um, we're not judgmental, but we don't know your situation. But we do know techniques that work, mm-hmm. you know, well, that you may not have thought about. And so we may, you know, show that to you. And also, though, I think you can hear things that sometimes a parent or a, a spouse or a, a sibling may block away because they right. don't want to think about what that really would mean. Right, right, right. We're not biased in mm. some aspect, yes. Yeah. So what is vacation counseling? I'm really interested. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in all the work that I've done, um, I do feel like uh, God has inspired me to do a variety of things, okay? Mm. So one of the things that he's inspired me to do is to have um, couples retreats. So vacation counseling is my couples retreat uh. business, okay? And what we do there is we help couples have fun as we are helping them connect. Nice. Okay. So therapy is not just sitting on the couch talking about your problems. We do a lot of play things. We mm-hmm. bring Legos out. We're out beach we've been voting was it yesterday was doing <laughs> retreat yeah yes and so we do different ways to get the same message mm-hmm. across yeah so that's what vacation counseling we do couples retreat and one thing special about vacation counseling is we also do a lot of one couple at a time so if you're very confidential and you're like they don't want other people in my business that's what we do that's what we specialize one nice. couple at a time oh nice well, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, having been from a large family and on vacations for a month across the country, yes. I could see you counsel us after we have that vacation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how can busy couples maintain a healthy self, uh, sex life? Obviously, we talked about being tired and such, but why don't you delve a little bit more into that? Well, number one is to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just like you talk about finances and where the children are going to, you know, school, it's okay to talk about it, which is, it can be very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, one quick way you can talk about it, it's just, and this is just a quick way to do it, you can talk about it like a meal, like a restaurant, you know? What is the ambience that I like? You know, that's lights on, lights off, mm-hmm. colors, smells. What is the um, appetizers, the your foreplay and all that, mm-hmm. kissing, hugging? What's the actual meal, the actual intercourse? What do I like? And what's the dessert? Keep it in a simple format. Talk mm-hmm. about it. One. Number two, that's very, very important, is that for some of us, or for some couples, when one person wants to have sex and the other doesn't, they just say no. And so many no's, people feel rejected. Mm-hmm. And so if your partner really is trying to connect with you, and let's say you've had a long day, you're tired or whatever, it's much better if you were to do a range check to soften and say, hey, honey, I would love to. I'm just so exhausted. But can we do this on Tuesday or Wednesday? That sounds so much better than no, get off. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. It's how you deliver. Mm-hmm. 
how you deliver that. Um, and number three, it's um, for the man out there, maybe some other people listening, it's not necessary always about the sex, okay? Sexual intimacy really should be a playground where you guys just go and have fun. The other parts will come, but if we're so focused on um, orgasms and all this other stuff, we miss out on, on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And for um, <clears throat> women, it's very emotional. I mean, if you're out there listening, it's not about the apps that you have and all that, especially as a woman gets older. It's an emotional thing. You know, how much mm-hmm. you've really helped out in the kitchen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> for some women, you know, I see my husband bathing the kids and I don't have to worry about putting in the bed. That gets me so more excited. That, yeah. For sure. The simple things. Yes, exactly. All right. So I have time for one rapid fire. So how does an intimate connection with a higher or what does the intimate connection with the higher power actually look like? Mm, I think what it really looks like, and this is my belief system, Mm. It's not only when we um, people pray, they talk to right. God and tell right. God all their problems and mm-hmm. all that. He's, he already knows that and he sees it and we honor him and sing music and all that's great. But it's more when we listen. When we say, when I ask people, so you've been praying about this, what has God said to you? They're like, I don't know. I told him, but then you told him, then you dropped the mic and you left the room. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting there, sometimes it's hard and hearing back. And if you feel like you can't, which goes back to that anxiety mm-hmm. or depression where I can't decipher, is this God talking to me? Or is this myself or who? That's when maybe journaling or talking to someone to figure out who's, you know, what's saying what. Mm-hmm. But it's really just being able to hear. Then mm-hmm. once you're able to hear, and like if I know like here, you know, right now I'm supposed to be here at this moment. If I know this is where I'm supposed to be. Then why would I worry about anything else? Yeah. You know, and that's that intimate connection. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been so interesting and um, enlightening, a very good information shared. It's time now for me to share my screen so that you can get information about how to contact Dr. April Brown. So you can visit her website, which is HTTPS forward slash or colon forward slash forward slash www.draprilbrown.com. Again, draprilbrown.com. On Facebook, she's at bringing intimacy back, bringing intimacy back. LinkedIn, Dr. April Brown. Instagram is dr.aprilb. And you can search her, April, Dr. April Brown, on YouTube. I'm going to let Dr. Brown talk to you about what you'll find on her website and also a little bit about the book she has. Okay, thank you. Yes, so if you look anywhere and you just put Dr. April Brown, you'll find me. So on Dr. April Brown, there's information about the couples retreat, um, which I call vacation Perfect. counseling. I also do um, couples counseling myself, and I have a staff of other people underneath me that you can sign up for an appointment. You'll also find out when it says bringing intimacy back, I have a podcast and you'll find information on there and you'll find information on there about my books called Improving Intimacy, which is also on Amazon. So yes, I would love to um, connect with anyone. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So Improving Intimacy is the book title? 
oh, it's a series of books that talks about um, the spiritual, the self, oh. the family intimacy, the work intimacy, every, yes, every awesome. form of intimacy. Yeah. Very good. All right. So please go to draprilbrown.com to be able to uh, get all those things and also check out bringing back intimacy back podcasts so you can hear what she and her guest discuss is it a weekly daily how often yeah it's a daily it's a weekly every thursday at 3 30 p.m and it's live and you can also replay it but yes very good well it has been just a wonderful talking with you you gave us great tips and a lot of information and insights, I, you know, I, who would have known there's all these different types of intimacy out there. And I think it all really makes a lot of sense if you think about it. And for me, who teaches how to lead with your heart, your head and your hands, I think in, uh, of the intimacies that you talked about in the workplace and with couples and things all kind of go hand in hand with that being that uh, new leader that we want to be. Yes, so, thank you so much, Vicki, for having me on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. And again, if you um, want to learn more, please go to draprilbrown.com to visit her website and uh, visit her on social media. Go and to my website, let me know what you thought, or my YouTube to be able to uh, give me some comments about this. So as always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.